Hi folks, this is your host Christian Hagen. I wanted to start today's show with a little bit of an explanation. Uh, as you may have heard in our mini episode last week, we are doing a film today called Fateful Findings. Now the problem is that this film is no longer available to stream uh, anywhere really. And uh, so we felt you know, we felt we feel bad about that. Uh, unfortunately, we did record the episode and it feels like kind of a waste to not share it with everybody. Uh, so I wanted to give a brief summary up top of this film so that you can follow along with us uh, without having to have seen it beforehand. Believe me when I say and I say a little bit of this in the intro to this episode uh, during the episode proper, but the plot is so ridiculous that I don't think that even having seen it, you will get a full picture as to what the hell we're talking about half the time. Uh, but here is just a brief overview of the film Fateful Findings, uh, released in 2013, written and directed by Neil Breen, a real estate developer. As far as I know, that's his real job, uh, who has made several movies now. All of them uh, fall squarely into the classic good, bad movie amateur category. The film uh, stars Breen, the writer and director, Neil Breen as Dylan, uh, who is uh, shown at the beginning as a child, and then uh, along with his childhood friend Leah, who they find some magic rocks in the woods under a mystical mushroom, don't worry about it, then he grows up, uh, and then he gets, in, he gets hit by a car. So adult Neil Breen gets hit by a car and he goes into a coma and his wife, Emily, and his best and uh, Dylan's best friend, Jim, uh, rush to his bedside. He miraculously recovers from the injury. Uh, and uh, there's also a whole B plot with Jim and Jim's wife, Amy. Uh, having a very frustrating marriage with a lot of alcoholism and infighting, uh, particularly surrounding uh, Jim's daughter, Allie. Uh, anyway, but that ends up amounting to very little. Uh, <laughs> Dylan is a writer by trade who is in the process of uh, writing his second book, as, or so everyone believes, because as he reveals multiple times, though claims he never has told anyone this before every single time, he is hacking into government and corporate secrets around the world to expose corruption and bring down the system. Uh, he, uh, his wife gets addicted to pain meds. Uh, Jim and Amy get into a fight that causes Amy to shoot him. Uh, but the big the big a plot also surrounds um, a woman by the name of Leah. Uh, that's right. It's the little girl from the beginning of the movie all grown up. Now she's a doctor who, unbeknownst to either of them, had uh, helped with Dylan's treatment after he got hit by a car. Uh, and they reconnect and have a brief affair. And then Dylan's wife, Emily, kills herself. And then Leah gets kidnapped. And he's going to therapy. And his therapist keeps pushing drugs on him. But then he starts seeing a second therapist who it turns out is a ghost. Uh, there's some mystical powers, but they're never explained. And then the movie culminates in maybe the greatest ending in the history of cinema, wherein Neil Breen, on the steps of the Supreme Court building, releases 
the documents he has been uh, hacking. Uh, and <laughs> as a consequence, uh, a, a long string of heretofore unseen characters who identify themselves as powerful politicians and uh, and business people uh, admit to their horrific misdeeds and crimes and then commit suicide on screen. I'm laughing because if it sounds like seeing a whole sequence of random people you've never seen before committing really, really unconvincing suicide for I'd say five minutes. Uh, if that doesn't sound funny to you, I promise you if you Google it, it it's out there on YouTube. And I, I encourage literally everyone who's ever seen a movie to watch it because it's, it's a master class, I tell you. Uh, along the way, there's random shots of a naked Neil Breen in a dark room. There's like a bunch of desert stuff. There's a giant book that is never explained, but they linger on a lot. Uh, there's a whole lot of weird subplots. This movie has like 12 or 13 plots and really only one of them gets resolved. And it's the thing with the big, the secrets that he's hacking, uh, which incidentally throughout the film did not feel like the biggest piece of information that they would be following. Uh, it anyway, but so that's an overview of the film fateful findings. I'm sorry to bore you right up top but if you're gonna listen to the rest of this episode it might help to actually know what the movie's about um all right that that's all i have to say uh hope you enjoy the episode uh let us know what you think hopefully you'll be able to see this movie someday hopefully it'll be streaming again somewhere uh if not definitely google fateful findings and find every clip that you can and just just mainline it you know it's it's so it's so delicious uh, all right, folks, enjoy the episode. Uh, all right, do you guys do you guys want to try to play the intro game that I came up with? Yeah, wait, game? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, this is my little treat. So <laughs> I thought it would be fun as an experiment to do sort of like the audio equivalent of pin the tail on the donkey. What? And the way we do that is I've got a clip of Neil Breen from Fateful Findings when he has maybe the longest pause in cinematic history and i'm gonna just i'm just gonna play what? that i'm just gonna play that real quick so we all know what it sounds like what i've been so supportive of you so supportive <laughs> and so i would like us all without looking at each other and without timing it exactly right see if we can perfectly nail <laughs> that pause together uh, 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 as a crew okay as a group crew no crew it's crew, crew. okay yeah. we're, we're k-r-u crew, crew. <laughs> okay so we're gonna have to we're gonna all say i've been so supportive of you and then we're gonna pause and without looking at each other we're going to try as hard as we can to nail the exact timing of him saying so supportive wait but but we can't look at each other we can't look at each other <laughs> to cue each other in this okay is, this is the okay. game can you play it one more time yeah, yeah. uh no because i don't want you to cheat oh, damn it yeah <laughs> you, i know your game david but i wanted to i know cheat. your game david <laughs> all right guys we're gonna try it you ready uh, okay. ready here yes, we go sure. here we go wait are we say well how, how i don't know how this works <laughs> all right well we don't have to say the first part but 
when he says his thing, then we have to say so supportive and try to nail it exactly where he does. I, I like that better. That's I less understand. stressful. All right, okay. fine. Here we go. Okay. All right. What? I've been so supportive of you. So, so supportive. supportive. Oh, I hey, we kind of got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was good. <laughs> Do we want to try one more time just to make sure? No, no, no cheating. <laughs> So supportive. So supportive. <laughs> it's a crutch. Get off the pills. Same scene. I just. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's been um, <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> oh, so like <laughs> for the for this episode, I'm gonna sort of since this movie is not findable like on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Although if you did find it, very fateful. Oh, God. <laughs> True. True. Because a good point. Um. I will I will be playing the role of guy who doesn't remember much about this movie. <laughs> oh, welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we discuss a particular piece of popular culture art, in this case, movies, and we dissect them through a series of critical contexts chosen at random via our contextual computer. Uh, this week, we have a very special show for you for v- for many reasons but first before we get into the movie and why it's it's just a, a real treat uh let's uh let's go around the room uh as always joining me is my good friend and co-host mr david gutchy oh hi oh hi oh hi uh-huh. and I, for some reason i thought you were gonna go the other way around the circle and you really <laughs> took me by surprise yeah i'm keeping you on your fucking toes thank you and joining <laughs> us once again our good friend and uh Again, co-host Mr. <laughs> Matthew Bond. <laughs> Hello, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is good, and this is good. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like when you make a painting and you're like, "This is bad," <laughs> but then you say, "No, this is good." <laughs> it just kind of it, art is what you want it to be. Yeah, that is like every painting I make. <laughs> now you say it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, now you feel fucking bad. Yeah, I do. Fuck you. I feel good. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, worry. good. Now you feel good again. <laughs> um, and then joining us, uh, our very special guest, our good friend, yeah. Carrie Strand, is here. Yes. Hi. 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 Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, we have chosen a movie this week uh, by mistake. Um, <laughs> so we're not a bad movie podcast i know there are a lot of those and i'm fans of several of them i think i think a lot of us have listened to multiples Mm -hmm. or at least one of those however we have decided to do a my personal favorite best worst movie of all time uh a film by the name of fateful findings 
from writer, director, star, producer, caterer, uh, real estate agent, and all-around genius, Mr. Neil Breen. Is uh, he credited as caterer? Uh, he's credited as, like, everything. <laughs> real estate <laughs> agent? Well, that is his actual profession. Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. In case you're wondering where that money came, the yeah. money for this masterpiece came from. Yeah, it's high budget. Oh, so high budget. All those, like, weird smoke effects that are completely indiscernible as to what the point of them is. Mm. Mm, that mushroom that turns into a bag of of mm-hmm. candy jewels. <laughs> um, he had to have sold so many Ramblers to get the money for this movie. Do you think people would have like gone back on their deals if they knew what he was going to do with the money? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I was buying a house, Neil Breen was my real estate agent, and he was like, thank you so much for working with me. Thank you for paying me. I'm going to go make fateful findings. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to work with somebody else. <laughs> thanks, thanks for helping me. I'll out. buy the same house, but from a different <laughs> yeah, agent. If possible. Some, I don't know how real estate agents work. But yeah. I, don't I would figure it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, the the part of the reason I chose this movie, besides the fact that it's phenomenally terrible, is that uh, it was, for a long time, streaming on Amazon Prime. And... We watched it on my Amazon account as a group, only for me to realize halfway through watching it that it is no longer available on Prime. Also, no longer streaming anywhere on the internet, and in fact now only viewable by buying the DVD directly from Mr. Neil Breen himself. <laughs> so you have to go to his house uh, to get yeah, ten dollars. You have to write, send him all the box tops you can you can cut out. Oh, for education. Yeah, for education. <laughs> yeah. For the fateful education. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, however, we decided to power through and record an episode anyway because, for I mean, there's many reasons. For one thing, the plot of this movie is so incomprehensible that even if you saw it, uh, I feel like us talking about it would not affect your ability to understand it in any way. It's pretty funny. And maybe having someone talk about it before you get a chance to see it uh, will make it better for you when you do see it. Um, and if nothing else, there are uh, there are clips on YouTube. Someone did like a fan cut that you can watch on YouTube that's like 20 or 30 minutes. So it's not, it's like a third of the length of the whole movie, but you get some key moments that are quite fun. Huh. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go through our usual thing. We're gonna do some contexts. Just know you don't have to have seen the movie in order to <laughs> listen to this episode, unlike all the other ones. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll find out. We'll uh, do our best. This will be an experiment for all of us. And since I haven't seen the movie in like two years, three yeah. years, something like that, yeah, probably. I will ask questions if I don't remember things, <laughs> and that might help you. Oh yeah, the listener. <laughs> that's a good point. You can be you can be the audience proxy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Jesus, what? Nothing. Just the way you what? said that. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it so deep. Oh. Okay, well, you know, if you're going to do that every time I say something, <laughs> this show's never going to end. That's true. Um, no, that's fair. Uh, all right, you guys ready to get started? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Okay, the app closed. Cool. <laughs> yes. Good work, me. All right, here we go. Context number one. What status quo is this movie protesting and how? Okay, what status oh. quo is this movie protesting and how? Now this has, there are a lot of status quos being protested in this film. 
mm-hmm. Fateful Findings is ostensibly a movie about a man uh, against the world. Yeah. He's hacking into secret government and corporate secrets uh, <laughs> more than has ever been seen before to expose mm-hmm. corruption. But at the same time, he's he's got a wife who uh, is becoming addicted to <laughs> pain meds. Uh, he's got a best friend who is obsessively polishing the mirror of a Mustang uh, nice. in his garage. Uh and his wife, who has a bad back and works at the bank <laughs> and is always tired, <laughs> and his daughter, who is sad a lot, yeah. mm. and like s- swims topless in a swimming pool in one scene for, for Wait, that's some his weird reason. Not, it's... It's his friend's daughter. Sorry, it's okay. It's because I feel what? like I remember a scene where there was some sort of sexual exchange. Yeah, well, no, yeah. it was this girl like coming on to Neil Breen's character and him saying, "No, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. do this because yeah. he's a gentleman." <laughs> and if there's one thing that I think Neil Breen demonstrates pretty consistently throughout this movie, it's that he's a gentleman. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And okay. that women throw themselves at him. Yeah, he's uh, irresistible. Yeah. At least three women in this movie are like <laughs> attracted to him, which is uh, three more than in reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deeply <laughs> unlikely. Um, oh boy! So, what are some status quos that we think this movie could be protesting? Definitely. I mean, I'm just gonna throw out the easy one. Yeah, bit corporate greed. Sure, sure. <laughs> like just the sort of the way that we. I'm sure he hates like Walmart. Like Fateful Findings, I'm sure hates Walmart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It hates all the money in the big banks, mm-hmm. the yeah. financial industry. Mm-hmm. The the most vague possible status quo of corporate <laughs> greed. <laughs> that is what Fateful Findings is protesting. Yeah, uh, bad people and crimes. And cr- yeah, I would even go as far to say secrets, just as an oh. I, just as a thing. Yeah, <laughs> any and all secrets. Yep, that's bad. That's a bad thing. <laughs> that's that's a that's a status quo. This movie is protesting. <laughs> uh, Carrie, you have any ideas on this one? Status quo. This yeah. movie is terrible. This is accurate. <laughs> you 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 have said an accurate thing for what? sure. Can someone give me an example of a status quo? Mm. Mm. Like I kind of feel like I'm yeah. actually mm. having a hard time mm. like knowing what that means. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Just like whatever the dominant sort of sure. modus okay. operandi for society okay. is, like yeah, the quote okay. unquote norm, the yeah, normie. Okay, okay. Yeah, like yeah. that's what, what I. That's what, what I part felt of like normie might... culture? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. Then what? great. Yeah. I have an obvious one. Okay. Only using one laptop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. If there's one thing Neil Breen clearly hates in this movie, it's only using one computer yeah. at a time. Like it's a waste. Like, what are we doing only sitting there? You got one screen. You could have like seven and you could type a little bit on each one. Also, plugging them in. Waste of time. It's a conspiracy. Turning them on. <laughs> who needs it? No. You, <laughs> you, can just, you can just type into a computer with the screen off and it works just fine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's protesting the status quo of the companies that make power adapters and the idea that you can only use one laptop. I think he thinks people are lazy and they need to get in the game and start using more laptops. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> books. Yeah, doing your research <laughs> mm-hmm. by reading cool. books. Yeah, but making sure that research 
is from a book written by you. <laughs> yes. That you oh, were autographing yeah. an he earlier keeps, scene. Yeah, that's right. He keeps autographing that book. And then he just flings the books at the computers just willy-nilly. Yeah, well, you, you can't treat him too good. No, no. <laughs> he's very he's very pro and anti both books and computers throughout the film. It's a complicated It's a very complicated. Yeah, yeah he, he has... He has a very nuanced approach to computers. Like, have a lot of them, but, like, don't take care of them. Huh. Yep. Mm. It, uh, psychiatry, it definitely has some stuff to say about therapists oh. and psychiatry. Okay. In but that, what? In that he has two psychiatrists, one of whom <laughs> isn't <he>? real, <laughs> and the other one keeps giving him pills that exactly. he doesn't want to take. Oh, well, I don't know. Do, do you think he, he, I don't know. <laughs> Are they real? It's Are they ridiculous. real? I don't know. There's no explanation. <laughs> yeah. If they're not pushing pills, they're ghosts. That's true. Hey, that's I've always said that about psychiatrists. I'm glad this movie finally <laughs> finally brought it to the forefront. If they're not if they're not if they're not pushing pills, they're ghosts. Are you saying that we should kill psychiatrists that aren't pushing pills. <laughs> okay. No. All right. <laughs> this no. is an interesting turn. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh boy, that, uh, that took a twist. Let's let's uh, end your rebuttal, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm not. That's it. Cool. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. You know how it is. Um, <laughs> maybe conventional beauty standards. Yeah, because like he's not really that attractive <laughs> to me. <laughs> let's just say to me, Neil Breen, not that beautiful of a man. But apparently, people none of just the male want... figures are That's attractive. True. <laughs> That's true, and yet super desirable to the women of this movie. Yeah, and so perhaps it's. Trying to be a weird sort of body positive, like, hey, look, these guys are pretty too. Is it taking on toxic masculinity? I don't know if it is. I think <laughs> it is not. toxic masculinity. It kind of is, yeah. <sighs> oh, fucking it's not as much as the room, but it's close in oh. the amount of like <laughs> autorial toxic masculinity in movie making. It's pretty close. Um, Boy, howdy. Well, let's see. Are there any of the other side characters protesting anything in this film? Oh. I'm um, trying I, to think of the time that somebody protests the most, and I feel like it was when that guy killed himself, and then yeah. the main... Well, to be well, fair, <laughs> he didn't actually kill himself. His wife shot oh, him yeah. and then pretended it was a suicide. It was right. such a good cover-up, though, I totally <laughs> thought. It was so yeah. realistic. <laughs> I remembered yeah. it that way, too. And then, well, it's only because they said the word suicide roughly 12 times in the next like two minutes <laughs> between oh. Neil Breen saying it a bunch, his wife saying it a bunch, uh, you know, the dead guy's wife saying it a bunch. Like everyone is just like, I can't believe he committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's no yeah. other way to phrase that. And that's, yep, that's what, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. What, uh, I don't, what about that thing? I'm having a hard time. Oh, that, that is just the one the one time that somebody came and was like, no, why would you do this? Why would you commit suicide? I but that's can't not believe a you would do this. Yeah, I, I mean, can't believe you committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. guys, I couldn't help him out of that one. Can't, I can't help you out of that one. Ugh. 
Love it. I, I'm actually having a hard time remembering. You can cut this out. Uh, because I feel like they're very similar. Like, I can't... I can't figure out which scenes took place in A Talking Cat and which scenes <laughs> took place in Faithful Findings because they both have, like, a pool, kind of. Yeah. And homework, maybe. Yes. And, like, beds with nurses but like one of them has a magic cat and eric robertson and one of them has new brain <laughs> i don't know i just i feel like a lot of the middle of the movie is like running running yeah. together in my mind and you know what i would watch the shit out of that movie <laughs> if it was <laughs> both faithful oh, findings yeah. and a talking cat yeah, oh my god good. that's oh a my dream god. oh my yeah. god a faithful a, cat <laughs> <laughs> in tarot bang um yeah. sorry i just love it uh, I guess the older doctor who first sees uh, him the older doctor. Uh, when he's in his coma after he gets hit by a car in this film, uh, maybe <laughs> yeah. protesting the status quo of uh, doctors having good bedside manners <laughs> because his first what? and most memorable line, as I pointed out and was very happy about, was, He's in critical condition, like with a huge <laughs> shrug, as if like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. He's in critical condition. And that's after a long moment to really take in the situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They make it mm. pretty clear that that guy's in a hospital bed by lingering on him for <laughs> mm, about a thousand hours. He's in critical condition. He's in critical condition. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> He's in critical condition. Ooh. No talking here. Yeah. He needs his rest. Remember that? <laughs> That's right. He needs his rest. He's in a fucking coma. <laughs> Don't talk around him. He needs his rest. <laughs> Jesus. What? So he's protesting the idea that doctors should be like that, polite that they need and to have, have a good bedside bed. manner. Okay, okay. He, he's like yeah. he's cutting to the core. He's like yeah. uh, get get rid of the get rid of the chaff. Yeah, all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, you know, just just tell it like it is. Just <laughs> he's in critical condition. What do you want me to do? I'm a doctor. He see he's <laughs> oh, wait. he's what if Doctor House was a real doctor, like uh-huh. in real life, which is to say he's a dick. And like it's definitely noticeable and not okay. <laughs> and people say, "Hey, that's not cool." Hey, don't do that. God, he had nine seasons of being a dick, though. Yeah, if he was, if he was as much of a dick as Doctor House, but not as smart or charming. Or if Hugh Laurie was in this movie, that would, I think that would that would have <laughs> changed a lot of things. I think. Yeah, yeah, but only if he was Tim, the fiance of. Leah's character in the one scene in the, the backyard barbecue boy. who comes up and he's just like, hey, hey, everybody, my name's Tim. And then he's gross. <laughs> and then he's there line. for one scene and then he fucking leaves and never see him again. Mm. I really, I don't know why I fucking hate that guy so much. <laughs> yeah, you really you do. Do. It's like a visceral thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. It just it haunts my dreams. Yeah. It, you got to settle down, man. It's Sorry. okay. You like you got up and like paced around and stuff. Yeah, that's true. There's a hole in my wall. You now. guys can't see it, but I've been kicking every surface in this room. Every surface. Every single surface. <laughs> Do those high kicks. Yeah. <laughs> the ceiling, the walls, the floor, the doors, everything. Every yeah. table, I kicked it. Mm-hmm. Kicked them all. Nice. You know what I'm saying, Joan? Um, Joan the cat is here. No. She's. She... Explain this movie to aliens. 
this <laughs> this is going to be the hardest version of this <laughs> that will ever happen on this show. Oh, no. It's hard enough to explain fateful findings to humans. Yeah, yeah, this movie was made by an alien. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll make it easier. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. We so. don't claim Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> He's from some other planet. Yeah, yeah. Not the one you're from. One but a, a different. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely not the one you're from. Oh, guys, don't worry. No offense. You know, we're all aliens from somewhere. We're all aliens here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. Like, uh, it's an industrial film. Okay. Made by aliens to train them into being humans. An industrial film? <laughs> yeah. So, like, when, you know, eventually when aliens come to Earth, <laughs> we just have this whole, like, galaxy highway that people just kind of come and they can, like, have yeah. residency here okay. uh, to get them acclimated to, like, <laughs> earthly culture. Mm-hmm. They have this training video that they made. <laughs> okay. That they made. So, it's so yeah. Okay. So, it's sort of like a, like an after school special, but for aliens. Yeah. And by aliens. Yeah. About being human. Fava. Like, trying to pass <laughs> as being human. <laughs> I'm know. sorry. I'm sorry. Faba. 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 Yeah. Fava. For aliens by aliens. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. So yeah, let's yeah. let's break but what down some they of the things. Teaching them. That's a good question. Importance uh, of love. <laughs> Is that what this? Well, and, no. Okay. All right. And there's okay. corruption in the world. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. It it purport it, it's portraying many humanly virtues, uh, the okay. quest for truth, the heroism in exposing corruption, like that kind of thing. They will a- aliens would probably think that that's like really high on the list of priorities for most people because we talk mm. about it a lot on the internet. So yeah. they would go like, oh, everyone cares about corruption and stuff, and everyone's on the internet a lot, and that's a new thing to us because we're aliens. So <laughs> we'll assume that everyone can do that who's a human. Everyone so every, can be on the internet. Everyone can be on the internet, and yeah. as we all know, everyone who's on the internet can hack government and corporate yeah. secrets. It's mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, in their mind, an alien coming to Earth should know that most humans can do this, so just like, just pretend you can do that and you'll be fine. <laughs> and it, people will see you as a hero. Oh. They, they will cheer for you. Even if you're, even the the <laughs> six people who are about to commit suicide because of the, the yeah. revelations that you're bringing to light, they'll stand next to your podium or whatever watching you speak and like nod along. <laughs> And, like, look at each other and, like, nod. And then in the next sequence, like, all of them will kill themselves one by one. Yep. Like humans. Like humans. Yeah, like humans do. Right. I I feel like (laughs) it it almost makes a better argument for the idea that Neil Breen is an alien trying to make a movie to... like to acclimate himself to be like, no humans, look, look at me use the internet and laptops and technology just like you. (laughs) That would explain why none of the laptops are ever on or plugged in or anything. He clearly just has a disconnect. And he keeps throwing that book at the laptop, like to try and get the information onto the computer. I think he's trying to log in. He just he's he's like, I don't know. I all don't my information's know. in here. <laughs> <laughs> my signature. <laughs> okay. Oh man. 
So that's yeah, that's one way this mm-hmm. movie could be explained yeah. to aliens. That's a that's a decent way. I mean, I think if I were an alien and you explained it to me like that, let me role play for a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm an alien. <laughs> okay. Hi. Oh my god, there's a fucking alien on us. Oh my god. It's me, your friend. I look just like <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> all aliens look like Betty White. <laughs> I speak for all aliens also. And I say <laughs> That explanation didn't make any sense, but you know what? I'm just going to deal with it. Because, <laughs> like, if you told them all of that, I'd just be like, you don't need to justify it. Shh, it's okay. <laughs> like, you made a bad movie. It's okay. We get it. We're aliens. We have bad movies, too. I like the wait, idea. Wait, wait, wait. You like, like the idea <laughs> that aliens also have bad movies? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing we have in common with aliens. They yeah. made... They, they somehow... They made Birdemic also. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Just out of, of like a coincidence <laughs> of all the universes and all the possibilities. They that would explain why they seem to have no idea what birds do in that yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 They just hover in place <laughs> and all scratch the same voice <laughs> sound. Scratch? Yes, tell me more about what this word is that you have Scratch. <laughs> Scratch. Oh, I get it. Get it's it. like an onomatopoeia. Yeah. It's not a verb. I, I was get speaking onomatopoetically. Okay. That's a Oof. fun thing to hear. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Ooh, aliens, did you hear that? Mmm. <laughs> it wasn't that kind of an oof. <laughs> <laughs> sounded kind of like that kind of an oof. Not am like I, a am I wrong? Am I the only one? You're not not wrong. Thank you're, you. You're misreading my oof, man. Hey. Don't what? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I this thought that was gonna go somewhere weird. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. Got real weird real fast. All right. Uh, aliens. Is Gotta understand the, the fateful findings. Is there another way? I don't understand this movie. Mm. How do you explain this movie to Carrie Strain? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Boy, boy, boy. I think I don't. I think I would actually use this movie as a way to to tell aliens about how humans have like pet projects that aren't good but that they do anyway like it would because that's a really representative thing about how people are like we love hobbies we like to like hey i crochet it's not very good but like i made your baby a hat (laughs) here it is it doesn't fit (laughs) yeah it doesn't fit i made it (laughs) like home arts and that sort of thing or any pet project like that is pretty it's pretty important to to what i am as a human being and so we can use that as a as the like ultimate emblem of listen (laughs) we make things and sometimes they're not good but we do make them (laughs) here's one of them i hope it would be shown in like a series of like an expensive blockbuster that's not good (laughs) a cheap movie that's not good and then like a cheap movie that is good and an expensive movie that is good be like see aliens here is, here is the what what like the Punnett square of all of the possi- <laughs> of all the possibilities of movie budget and quality. And you just know that for the aliens, the expensive bad one is going to be their favorite. Avatar. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> aliens just fucking love like yeah they fucking love Avatar, Avatar. Uh, Batman v Superman because they don't have three like... D in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> it's all four D. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, so nice not to smell everything. Yeah. <laughs> Your movies don't smell, <laughs> but they have three dimensions. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. 
That's, I think, maybe the most optimistic way to explain yeah. this movie to aliens. Mm-hmm. I feel like explain this movie to aliens is not like they're having trouble understanding like why, but they're having trouble like, why did you make this? You're terrible. Why shouldn't we kill you? <laughs> like ex- justify this movie to aliens is, Ju- more, justify, is more like yeah. what we have to do and That's less fair explain point. this movie to That's aliens. That's a fair point. Because we can't explain it to each other. Like you said, like nobody knows what happened in this, this movie. <laughs> this movie could also be explained as a threat. As in, hey, we'll do this to our own. We'll expose their own secrets. We will come after you. We will find your shit out and share it with everyone. Like, we have people who have, like, weird psychic cubes that they found in the woods when they were kids. And you don't know who they are. So you better not fuck with any of us. Because we could expose all your secret government and corporate secrets. More than has ever been seen before. These files. Mm. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I just got a little lost in it there. <laughs> come back. Come back. <laughs> oh, no. Going to give me the kick. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I, you know what? I'm going to lean towards David's here just because I feel like that's the oh, only. It's not a competition. Yes. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? I <laughs> win again. No. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Um, yeah, I got to deflate his ego a little bit. He's going to be insufferable. Um, <laughs> Remember that time I won on that podcast? <laughs> My children will hear of this. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> Should we move on to another context? <laughs> it seems like it. The minute I start talking about children is the, probably the minute yeah. that we should start moving on. Yeah. Are we still trying? <laughs> are no, we? That, yeah, that was my that was I my get it. I David get it. and I are having kids joke. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. I don't know. It confused me a little bit. Yeah, yeah it was like about like in this episode. <laughs> are we, are oh, we still oh, well. Trying? Yeah, also that. Okay, here we go. Another context. Gamification. Make up a game based on this movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. We have to make up a game based on fateful findings. Oh no. So what kind of a game would a fateful findings game be? Mm. Video board. I'm Social. thinking or maybe like a like a hidden identity game? Like oh. a werewolf where one of you has to be a ghost? <laughs> Well, okay. No, I'm sold. Tell me more. Yeah, okay. yeah keep this going. One of you has to be like the old lady therapist yes, who's like call feeding it. the information. Oh, wait. This is hidden identities. I don't it's call them. Ident- <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I hope it's me. Yeah, I'm you're the like, mafia, guys. Wait. <laughs> you're, like feeding, you're like feeding information to one of the other hidden identities, which is the person who's hacking all the government secret and corporate secrets. Like all, everyone has a role. Okay, so play. there's a hacker. There's a hacker. There's an old lady. There's an old lady ghost. <laughs> right, right. Yep, those yep. two archetypes. Yep, those, yep. those classic archetypes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, set forth in the movie Hackers. <laughs> um, old lady ghost, hacker, and then let's make it so us four can play it right now. Oh. <laughs> what are the What are the other two roles? Is one the like the banker or like the big businessman that like needs to protect his secrets? And if not, then has to shoot himself on TV, I guess, at the end. <laughs> I don't know. I 
and other insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you play yeah, you. So there's one person that is that person that is yeah. the insurance company. And then if there are more players, they are just the other insurance companies. <laughs> it's an infinite game. You can play with as well, many people or, as you want. Or or you could have the the alcoholic best friend. You could oh, have okay. the mm-hmm. you could have the suicidal wife. The long lost childhood love oh, who yeah. has the charm bracelet and the notebook that says it's a magical day in it. That's how that person would be revealed is they have a notebook oh, in their pocket that says it's a magical day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's so, how you know. Okay, so we've got a long lost love. We've got an insurance company. We've got an old lady ghost and we've got a hacker. Yeah. That's pretty much this movie. So how does this game play out? Then? Okay. How does okay. it work? Christian. So, calling you god damn it Uh, this is what i get this is what i get for starting a podcast (laughs) and having my friends over you know on the show with me talk about movies the things i get (laughs) making up a game (laughs) that's true that's uh so i guess the roles would get assigned at random and then the insurance company would obviously be trying to find out who the hacker is because that's very important to them. Right, because right, they got to take him out. Right. Yeah. The uh, the uh, uh, the old lady... Yeah, I'm interested in The this. old lady ghost needs or wants to help the hacker succeed. So she knows who the hacker is, but that's like... So oh. they, she knows who he is, and okay. he doesn't know who she is. Okay. Because he just thinks she's another person. Sure. He's got to figure out who the long lost love is, uh-huh. because when they are when they f- realize who each other is, <laughs> and he gets the proper encouragement from the old lady ghost, then he can release oh, the secrets and he right. wins. Right, but until that point, until that he point, can't release the secrets. He can't release mm. the secrets until he finds mm. her, and if the insurance company finds her before he does, he has to. He can kidnap her <laughs> and hold her, or I mean, the, you could just say that the insurance company wins, uh, unless, yeah. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless he gets some kind of mystical secret from the old lady that allows him to pass through walls so he can save the. Oh my woman. god! I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that happens? Yeah, there's a moment where he like rescues her from a trailer. Yeah. That she's tied up in by walking through the door, like phasing through it, oh, um, dear. and then makes her put the blindfold and gag back in. That's what drove me nuts. <laughs> it's like you can't see what I'm doing, and also put the gag back. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, um, there was also only one guard guarding that, and he he like killed him by like breaking a beer bottle over his yeah. head. Huh. And it was in the middle of a parking lot, and that'll kill a guy. It's, sure, it's the best. Makes sense. It's Broad the daylight. Best. Yeah. Yep. So yep. that's what happens if the insurance company <laughs> finds the long lost love before the hacker does. Okay. Okay. It's all of that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he still saves her, but he doesn't get to expose the secrets. Oh, so there's like oh, sub objectives. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And the insurance company is just trying to sell insurance to everyone throughout the whole game. <laughs> so like if you if you buy insurance, you sort of like you win a little. If you survive more than everyone else, at least you had insurance. A good strategy be like, hey, would anybody here really like kidnapping insurance? Yeah, exactly. And be like, oh, there you go. You got kidnapping insurance. Bam. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the insurance company also is trying to push uh 
uh, 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 pills onto the hacker. But so the therapist, you're not pushing pills. Both the therapist and the insurance company are both uh, are both ostensibly trying to help the hackers. The hacker doesn't know if he's talking to the old lady ghost Mm. or to the insurance company when he's getting this medical help. Right. And it's only through, like, when he decides this is the old lady ghost because she's not peddling pills. (laughs) That's the big clue. (laughs) That's the big clue. I guess. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, this game airtight sounds, really sounds fun. great. I think sounds we should take a little break from recording and just play it. Right <laughs> just, play <now>. <laughs> <laughs> just play a few rounds. Just play a few rounds. I've been yeah. writing all this down, so it will be good. Yeah. To do Perfect. All right. Uh, it would be kind of fun to actually design that game. It wouldn't be that hard. All right. So we uh, we'll out. be right back. Yeah. Oh, hey, we're back. That was a. Uh, it was really good. It was a perfect game. We're going to be selling it in stores. Yeah. It, that that secret fifth hidden identity was really exciting. <laughs> But you'll never find out unless you back us on Kickstarter. That's right. <laughs> we we have stretch goals of fourteen million dollars. Oh, yeah. It's a secret gaming secret. <laughs> what are other? What are some games? other games? <laughs> what are other games that exist? A fateful findings video game could be fun if you like made it a hacking game. Like if it was very lo-fi, like not a lot of graphics, but you had to hack corporate and government secrets by like getting through a bunch of firewalls and like throwing books at your computer sometimes. <laughs> it would it would try to integrate as much true to fiction lore as possible. Yeah, and it plays like Bejeweled. <laughs> yeah, it plays exactly like Bejeweled. It's a match three. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. A hidden object game would be like a good pun. For when you find it, yeah, exactly. Like, ah, I but found it. Beyond it's that, that wouldn't really be that good because hidden object games. I don't know; they're kind of fun. Sure, I've played them. They could do like <laughs> a you could do like a Mario is Missing style spinoff about Leah from childhood to becoming a doctor, where she's <laughs> trying to find her childhood friend Dylan, and then finds him when he's in a coma, but doesn't bother to look at the chart to see his name on it. To know that it's oh. him until the backyard barbecue when she inexplicably <laughs> gets invited, even though she doesn't know who he is. <laughs> so you're saying it's like a Mario game, but with a hospital and a barbecue? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, Mario yeah. stuff. Mario stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, I have a good title for that game. Yeah? Fateful Findings, Fatefully Found Secret Chapter. Oh, the secret chapter. <laughs> the secret <laughs> chapter. I said we wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> we good. Oh, man. Because um, we did a board game and we did a video game. Yeah. What about like an augmented reality game? <laughs> <laughs> like every time he touches a key on the laptop, you have to zoom in on your screen and see what key that is. And then all of those letters actually spell out a web address that you go to and it plays you the sequel to Fable Findings 2. It's less of an augmented reality game and more of an Easter egg, but, you know, there's some overlap there. Could be fun. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. Could be like a, yeah, like a Pokemon Go where you just oh. have to, like, just different secrets pop up and you have to, like, throw computers and books oh, at it. Yes! Oh, my God. There <laughs> it is. catch no. the secret computers. That's perfect. Yeah, you That's have really to throw good. a book instead of a ball at a secret. <laughs> 
whatever that looks like <laughs> on your screen. Well, and the ARG would have to have like little boxes full of dumb gems hidden in 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 wildernesses throughout the world <laughs> for people to stumble across, hidden under yeah. giant mushrooms that disappear when you stand next to them and hold your hands like this for like <laughs> like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a reference to the movie yeah not pokemon go but also I was like, it would pokemon be tied go has gotten <laughs> buck wild. it would be tied into the pokemon go style okay, game i yeah. get it now i haven't a... played in a while and i was like yeah. maybe i don't know that's true i haven't played in a while either so <laughs> uh title for that one <laughs> fateful find them all yeah there you fateful go find them yeah. all fateful find them all cute by uh niantic <laughs> yeah. yes yes they're the only ones with the technology they're the only ones who can do it <laughs> Oh, to man. do it justice, anyway. Right. Yeah. This movie. I honestly, I think the Hidden Identity game is probably our best. Sure. That yeah. one sounds like I actually would play it, and I it would, would be kind would. in joke yeah. if you ironed out the kinks a little bit. <laughs> sure. Sure. Full our, of the our, minor. Our kinks. six or seven playthroughs <laughs> of uh, yeah. a couple of uh, uh, of hiccups. It's yeah. good that we play tested it for three days though. That yeah, really yeah, yeah. 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 Couldn't leave though. Nope. No. Insisted we played through. Mm-hmm. Who? It's a long who, one. Who did? Who insisted we played through the game? Oh. It's a crutch. <laughs> um, I don't fucking know. Blam. Yeah. Uh, any other game ideas or game styles? But like a playground game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where you got like you got your tag, you got your hide and seek, you got. Your dig a hole and bury a mushroom thing, you know. Like mm-hmm. what about that? Mm-hmm. Like in mm-hmm. the forest in the beginning <laughs> of this movie, it's kind of like that. And then that that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. I think that could be a good option. Oh boy! I just thought of playground games, and I was like, oh, that's a kind. And then I had to try to throw it out. A Richard kind. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, another <laughs> context, I guess. <laughs> is this Die Hard? Oh, God. Yes. Oh, the question of the century is Fateful Findings Die Hard? Yes. So, I've let's never look seen at... Die Hard. <gasps> Carrie, no. Carrie, That's okay. No. That's okay. So we'll we'll go through. Me, is this Die Hard? Is well, it? Carrie. Let's let's go through the ways that this is and is not Die Hard. Number one, cast completely different, but <laughs> we've got we've got a a well-meaning uh, schlub like schlub. a regular Joe okay. who is otherwise very unassuming. People don't don't think he's going to amount to much, but secretly he's got skills. Okay, you know, in, in Die Hard, he's a cop. Who's just he's just a beat cop, you know? He's just living his life. But it turns out he can bring down an entire terrorist organization and uh, save everyone in the Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> in Fateful Findings, he's just a fa- like a failed author who got hit by a car uh, and has a magic rock that no one knows about. But he's secretly hacking government and corporate secrets, and is he can change the whole world. And get a lot of people to kill themselves, like in a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. For for several minutes of screen time. Okay, so it's it's about the 
clout that one regular man has. Yeah. Uh, one seemingly regular man. When push has. comes to shove, it's the power of a, of a regular person to be able to overcome the odds and save the day. So yes, this movie is done. So, no, no, well, hang on. Okay, we got okay. some other stuff we got to go okay, through. Okay, okay. But how much is he magic? Oh yeah, that's true. Bruce well, Willis is not very magic. To be fair, he there is that part where he jumps off the roof and then smashes through uh, the window with a fire hose in a way that is mm, completely impossible. Hmm. So less magic, a little magic. Yeah. <laughs> a little. Okay. I buy it. A little magic. Yeah. Just a smidge. Movie magic. Movie yeah. magic. Which this film is full of. Uh, Die Hard is about the dissolution of a marriage. Oh, It's yeah. mostly about uh, John McClane and his wife probably going to be getting a divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, he and his wife have serious issues <laughs> where she's addicted to the pain pills that he gets after he gets hit by a car. And oh wait, those were his pills, and she took them. And yeah, addicted to and them? has that. There's that great what? moment, and you know this because there's a great moment early after he is recovering from his car accident where he pats down his shirt, which doesn't have pockets, uh, <laughs> and says, "Where are my pills? I need my pills." And then she brings him the pills, and then he says, "Thanks." And then he looks at them for a second and goes, "I don't need these." And then goes and dumps the pills down the toilet, and then she reaches in and takes them back out. She takes them out of the toilet. She sure does, and it is a gross. Yeah. Very unclean toilet. No, it's bad. You can't, lady. <laughs> yeah, bad. like nobody tried. Not even just like a cursory wipe down of that toilet happened. Oh. No, yeah, it is. Oof. That woman did not get enough paid enough. I don't know what she got paid, but it was not enough. Yeah, for what Who's she had to, to go say? through in this fucking movie. Who's to say? So, so you know the marital strife angle. Okay. So there's that. There's yeah, that for sense. sure. For sure, it's a there's big lots subject. Of guns. Right? There, there are multiple guns. That's true. In, in <laughs> there are there are guns yeah. involved. There are That's guns true. in both movies. This is true. How many oh, laptops man. are there in Die Hard? <laughs> Ooh, probably none. That was probably yeah. pre-laptop. Yeah, but computers yeah. is very technologically advanced <laughs> film. They made a big deal about <laughs> yeah, how that true. building was like super tech advanced and like all the stuff was controlled right. by computers so if they would have been able to put four laptops in each office they would have. oh for sure yeah. for sure for sure mm-hmm. and they would have saved so much uh you know power by not t- turning any of those laptops on or plugging them in ever. exactly yeah it would have been yeah. a very efficient building <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah oh. did you ever see any of the computers actually being plugged in mm. maybe no, no. maybe they weren't maybe, maybe it is die hard Maybe, maybe I'm it's, getting the distinct feeling that this movie is Die I'm Hard. Leaning towards, I'm leaning towards Die Hard, but let's see, let's see what else we can <gasps> come up with. Wait, what? Mm. Bruce Willis doesn't have any hair in Die Hard, though. Ooh, that's Ooh. true. Wait, well, yeah, he's got he a does. little bit. Yeah, yeah it's he does. Oh, he does. That's pre-shaved. It's wispy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was still right. in denial in this period. He was in yeah. denial. Yeah. <laughs> this was post-moonlighting, pre-other oh, Die Hard movies. So. Bruce Willis being in denial about his hair is a lot like Neil Breen being in denial about well about a his, <laughs> about a lot of things. Yeah. So I, yeah. in that way, also it is the same movie. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's really lining up pretty well so far. Yeah. Uh, one big difference not set at Christmas time, mm. as far as we know. Oh. Die Hard, very famously a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Faithful findings, not so much. <laughs> At least not obviously so. No. Mm. Although they do find those magic gems and they're very <laughs> colorful. And they're in like a little box with a little satchel. No, it's satchel. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking coin purse. Like a yeah. little a little, little baggie. A coin purse. <laughs> a little velvety bag. Um, velvety bag. A little velvety bag. There's all these little stones in this velvety bag that they find in the woods in a box that's got all these little stones and <laughs> glitter. And there's a giant golden book with glitter being sprinkled upon it. I can just kind of sit back and yeah, take the, it easy. In the hallway of a storage <laughs> facility, which they never explain. Yeah. Do you have to be anywhere tomorrow? Because I want you to like tuck me in and just tell me the story of Faithful <laughs> Findings <laughs> in that voice. Yeah. <laughs> tell you the story of Faithful Findings? Yeah, but okay. in that voice. Uh, in whatever sort of audiobook Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, yeah. and Sean Connery combination <laughs> there, that there was. There was a lot. There was a little lot. bit of Hans Gruber. Oh, Al Rickman, I guess, what you'd say. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, I think maybe that was Alan Rickman. Was it Alan Rickman? Is this movie Alan Rickman? Hey, mm. is this movie Alan Rickman? Ooh. Yes. Carrie, do you have any other questions about Die Hard? Carrie. I'm curious to see what you don't know no. about Die Hard. <laughs> cool. Well, the good news is you have seen Die Hard because you saw this movie. Yeah, uh, and as we're, di- as we're discovering, slowly but surely, it is very Die Hard. Is there an Argyle? <laughs> Did Fateful um. Findings have an argyle who's argyle he's the limo driver who listens to stevie wonder and hangs out in the parking garage of the nakatomi plaza and then at the end he like kind of stops one of the terrorists from fleeing in an ambulance by crashing into him uh yes okay that is the old lady ghost (laughs) Oh, the old lady ghost is a good argyle. Yeah, she's she makes a good argyle. Yeah, she really drives his plot forward. Oh, Ooh, it's a joke. I like <laughs> it. Oh, <laughs> the best. That was way. the most like delightfully condescending way to say that. <laughs> it is so dickishly dismissive. Beautiful. God damn. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, I'm starting to think we watched Die Hard uh, did this we, time. Did we by accident maybe watch Die we Hard? We might have accidentally watched Die Hard. I would be, and also with you. I would be stunned not at all to find out that Neil Breen's a Scientologist. And that's mm-hmm. why the psychiatrist that he is working with is such mm-hmm. a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But the ghostly therapist lady who isn't actually a therapist, isn't, and is actually a ghost, I guess, is like <laughs> the good guy. Huh. Okay, yeah. sure. I accept. I think that all tracks. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, no problems. Yeah. 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 Just like Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nailed it. Uh, uh yeah, do we want to try another context? Push Time it. to start a religion. Conceive a religion based on this movie. Yes. This movie is a religion. What is the Church of Fateful Findings? What are the tenets of the Church of Fateful Findings? The holy order of the Fateful Findings. (laughs) Well, it's straight edge. (laughs) That's true, because everyone who who drinks in this movie ends up killing themselves or being murdered and other people say... He has that weird naked scene. (laughs) There's a few true. of those, it, like in a room that's all black and mm-hmm. well, black tarp. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very clearly just like torn up garbage bags that they taped together. Oh. Um, so is that like Jesus on the cross imagery? <laughs> like, 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 is that there? Like, do people wear like little necklaces with like naked Neil Breen in a room <laughs> on them? Like, is that, is that what we're going yeah, with? Maybe. I mean, it's got an or it's got a very churchy origin story. Two kids in the woods find uh, some magic rocks that then allow them to <laughs> the save classic <laughs> origin, classic story. origin story. Then when they grow up, they save the world by revealing government and corporate secrets. <laughs> a very churchy origin. A very, story. a very well, classic churchy origin. Story. Going out in the woods and finding some rocks that like reveal the truth that actually is a little bit Mormon to bring that back. Oh, hey, yeah, a couple of yeah, okay. take that one. Yeah, yeah. You thought I was done. <laughs> 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 you Wait. thought I was done having been raised Mormon. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You kind of got it, though. Going out into the wilderness and finding rocks and taking down giants? Yeah. That's ah. David and Goliath. That that is is some David Goliath shit. Yeah. Bam. Classic churchy Classic origin churchy, story. Like you said. Like I fucking said. You're right, Christian. Said. We should never have doubted you. Just like Die Hard. What <laughs> the Church of Faithful Findings <laughs> Uh, let's okay. see. Yeah, so it's got it's got plenty of churchable imagery. Churchable. It's got the disappearing and reappearing mushroom. Uh, That's the, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got the old lady ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it look like when I go to a service mm, for the mm. Church of Faithful Findings? <laughs> mm-hmm. Good question. Good question. Mm. Well, I think anyone who was uh, found out to be sinning. Uh, stands up while oh. the person presiding talks about you and just shames you into suicide. <laughs> not a, it's not a very positive church. No, no but no. everyone has to nod along and look at each other like, mm, mm-hmm, he's revealed all my secrets. <laughs> uh, yep, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everyone I mean, like, could be like a confession thing. Yeah. Like you go to confession, but you get it publicly secrets all secrets revealed yeah. maybe you don't kill yourself at the end right. that's not a great like symbolic symbol oh sure you yes you die to yourself and live in christ <laughs> brain you live in brain you live in brain you live in brain as i live in brain as i live in brain there it is okay. oh what a fateful yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'm trying them out i liked it oh come <laughs> all ye faithful hey that's the, the hymn go. of the church yes yes oh find all ye faithful oh, find all ye faithful yeah that's good okay yeah, that's fine um we ha- uh everyone has to polish the sacred mirror of the mustang as yes. they walk in Mm-hmm. There's like a Mustang there, and they are only allowed to touch the mirror. If they touch anything else, they are instantly excommunicated. Oh, yeah, no. uh, and shot full of holes. <laughs> oh, hey, metaphorically speaking, mm. sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I there's got it. There's just gotta be laptops in it somehow, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm obsessed with laptops. Mm-hmm, and you, mm-hmm. There's gotta be laptops. Does everybody get their own? Yes. Okay. So you know how when you go to like, I don't know how many churches you've been to in your life, everyone. <laughs> but you know when you go to a church. So many, so many churches. <laughs> <laughs> and Too many. And you like sit down in the pew and like there's a person at the front and they're like, now take out your hymnals and turn mm-hmm. to page 452. You take out your laptops from from the pew in front of you and, and go to a website on them. And then you follow along with whatever the <laughs> sermon is or something like that. But everybody gets a laptop. There's just a bunch of them there. Or I think to be more accurate, everyone gets a laptop, 
but it's switched off the entire time and everyone is constantly fake typing while the service is going. And then if someone tries to talk to them directly, they say, I'm very busy. I've got to get this work done. Which is their version of, and also with you. Yeah. And then when they do actually have to like sing along to a song, they do have actual book hymnals in which they open and sing along that they just put on top of the laptop. And then, and then when they're done, they throw them. They throw them at the laptop. And the end of the service, they take whatever paper, there's like a sheaf of papers in front of all of them in the pews, and they just throw them in the air. Wee! It's Yay. celebration. Okay, yeah. With just the yeah. truest look of ecstasy on their faces right. mm-hmm. I like the idea of everybody typing on computers that aren't plugged in and that they know it isn't doing anything this is maybe a little cynical <laughs> because that feels very close to like <laughs> religious experiences that <laughs> oh, sorry yeah. I got a little no that's uh, good that's just like got him. I'm doing it and you look around at everybody else that's also typing on a laptop and you're like we're all doing it right yeah <laughs> great job we all did it again throw papers exit church look at all of us doing it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes yeah that could be real, it David. maybe too, too real. real too real um yeah oh. I'm mm. sorry it was a hiccup it was you. bad it was bad hiccup. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Cool. <sighs> <laughs> now the part of the show where we all take a deep breath. It's me, Roman Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Roman Mars. There you go. I don't have the the cavernous body to the cavernous <laughs> body <laughs> i don't i feel like roman mars must be tall because his voice is just so good have you ever seen roman mars no, is he little he's uh, how little is roman mars he's like david size i don't I'd know say. roman mars oh <gasps> he's a nice guy he's <laughs> 99 like perc- okay. he's the one who yeah. does the show 99 percent invisible i don't know He's a nice voice. That's my. Like, I don't know what he looks like. Voice. Apparently, he's David size. <laughs> I'd say roughly David size. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, no. I watched. I listened to an interview with him once where he said that when he originally started podcasting, he talked in like a normal like, hey, "I'm up here and this is how I talk all the time." And then one day he did it and he was like really tired, and so he was just like down here and like, "Hi, I'm Roman Mars, and this is and, and like for some reason people like that a lot better. Huh. So that just became his voice. Yeah. ASMR. That he uses whenever he records. <laughs> ASMRs. Um, That's it. Yeah. Wait, there's an M and an R in ASMR. There sure is, bud. That's all? ASMR is just Mars in an anagram. Yeah. <sighs> you, you solved it. I did. <laughs> all the what? secrets have been revealed yeah. now. <laughs> That was a faithful that thing. ASMR, that was a true I never knew thing. what ASMR stood for until now. Do you know what it ASMR is? stand for Mars. It's No, it's Roman <laughs> Mars. It stands for Roman it's Mars. Ro- it's just Roman Mars. <laughs> it was named after Roman Mars. No, actually, what does it stand for, though? I don't know. <laughs> but not Audio, sensory, Roman Mars. Mars, <laughs> comma, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. 
so did we God. solve the church problem? Yeah, no, well, I just I, I just think that this that. would be a very a very interesting faith, a very confusing faith. Mm-hmm. One that involves a lot of twists and turns, marital strife, and drug abuse. But 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 in the end, we're all saved because all of the government secret and corporate secrets are revealed and no one and no one no one will ever be the same again. I do want to explore one more aspect of how this church runs things. Yes. Um, funeral services. <gasps> okay. However the person died, oh, no. you just go, I can't believe you died of cancer. I can't <laughs> believe it. I can't believe you died of cancer. Just, or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. I can't help you out of this one. It always has to include oh, that no yeah, matter what it is. Can't help you out of this one. <laughs> As they're lowered into the car. Can't help you out of this one. Oh cannot God. believe you fell down the stairs. I cannot believe you fell down the stairs. I cannot believe you were hit by a drunk driver. How could you have been hit by a drunk driver? <laughs> I mean, incredul- in- incredulity. Thank you. I'm going to just take another pass. All right, no. bud. Incredulity in the face of death makes a lot of sense to me. So I think Fateful mm-hmm. Findings as a religion has a lot to offer me. It's yeah. the most comforting part. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. I'd say so. I'd say so. Oh no! See, so I'm, I'm the mascot for the Church of Fightful Findings. Oh God, no! No, never mind. My name is Zebok. <laughs> pa- hmm? That's how you can tell that Neil Brain is an alien. This is one of us. <laughs> he made a movie for us. <laughs> what is happening? Neil it's connecting all the dots. Neil oh, Brain will die for your sins. <laughs> He's southern now a little bit. They got tossed in at the end. Oh, an alien from oh, Louisiana. Man, um Well, so this has <laughs> been an episode of Contextual Deviance, and that's undisputable. Mm-hmm. Uh I'd like to thank you all for joining me again. Uh we discussed the movie Fateful Findings in a whole bunch of weird ways that surely no one else has ever discussed this film that may be true mm-hmm. i i do sincerely doubt that anyone has ever gone a breakdown gone a breakdown <laughs> we were on a breakdown <laughs> oh friends provided a breakdown of <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> super relevant you guys <laughs> oh, i feel attacked this episode I'm sorry i'm sorry i wanted to be like oh i actually get that because like i never get friends jokes because i never watch friends captain america oh i gotta say that reference. Oh, yeah, yeah that's me that's yeah like, that's you're the captain friends. america of friends i think which is to say i slept through it all <laughs> hey take oh. that friends i don't know I, it's oh, and captain america yeah yeah okay anyway go yeah. on anyway thank you uh all for joining me i'd like to thank uh david gucci as always uh, I'd like to thank Matthew Bond, and I would like to thank Carrie Strand. Okay, <laughs> and uh, did, did how about some plugs, Matt? Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I guess I'll share my Twitter handle again. It's at m bon bon. and yeah, yeah, I'm some fun on there. Super good, super fun. good. And Carrie, did you have anything you wanted to plug? No. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, David, do you have anything you would like to plug? 
Uh, yeah, my butt. <laughs> there it is. Ah, the classic. The uh, classic. The, the crowd pleaser everybody loves. <laughs> the canonically loves. classic <laughs> catchphrase <laughs> of David Gucci. <laughs> It's the free bird. It's the the free (laughs) bird of the contextual deviance canon. Um, So, David, did you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, sorry, I was. was, uh, Yeah, I'm. I'm getting ready for the for the last. Yeah, I got thing on the show. Um, Yes, I'm on a show called Hypotheticast. I'm on it and I make it. Sometimes I make it all the time. It's a show about imagination, and you should come listen to it. (laughs) We. That's all. Yay. Don't follow me on Twitter. Oh, shit. It's a waste of time. Oh, no. <laughs> it's an anti-plug. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, thank you all, as always, for listening to Contextual Deviance. We'll be back next time with another uh, weird episode. For episode 20, we'll have another <gasps> movie coming yeah. up on our 20th episode. This is kind of exciting. Oh, what's the 20th anniversary gift that you're supposed to get for um, like, being married? Uh, is it like crab wood or like crab? D- crab. It's crab. Crab. That crack. sounds right. Mm-hmm. Did it's I miss here or did you miss here? Uh, uh, well, it could be crab and crack. I, well, a K is basically a B, but if you just like cut the bubble part of the B and spread it out, <laughs> then it becomes a K. So I think maybe yeah. it was just if a you cut the bubble of. part of the B and <laughs> spread it out, <laughs> it made sense though. <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> No, it did. It's just like one of those things that... Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, crab crack. Crab crack. It's my favorite appetizer. It's like it's like crack that's been sprinkled with uh, Old Bay seasoning. Oh. I mean... Crack Rangoon? That would crack be... Crack Rangoon. Oh. There you go. That would be kind of spicy, and I don't think I would like it. Also, I don't think I would like crack. Also, I don't even know if I like Old Bay that much. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> we lost all of our Maryland listeners. <laughs> Maryland, no. Oh, Maryland. Uh, Maryland, mon, no. Um, (laughs) So, David, did you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with this week? I do. A closet bubbles? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at taxdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Eat Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day! <laughs>